0: There are some tacos in this world that we will never fully understand. We want answers. We have worked years and eaten many tacos in order to build our credibility. Our taco reputation. Working alongside the most renowned taco lovers in the field. Capturing groundbreaking proof of the dynamic taco verse we live in every day. This is our evidence, our taco adventures. Over the past year, I've eaten tacos at a lot of different and amazing locations, but nothing could have prepared us for the location we are visiting on this week's episode. This week, we are eating tacos at Dos Reales in Shawnee, Kansas, a haunted Mexican restaurant. That's right. Our dreams of witnessing a floating taco might just come true tonight. The podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host Dave, and I've never met a taco I didn't like. Actually, there is one taco place that I did have a bad taco experience at, and that place will go unmentioned until the ghost of Burt Reynolds says that it's the right time for me to talk about it. Tonight we'll be joined by special guests who will share their favorite taco places with us and their favorite ghostly encounters with us. We'll share some stories, share some laughs, try to get a ghost to levitate a taco, and most importantly, eat those tacos. Welcome to Taco the Town and the case of the haunted taco joint. Our Halloween spooktacular. We've got a very, very special spooky Halloween episode coming your way this week. A few months back on episode 42, we at Taco the Town became aware of a haunted Mexican restaurant location right here in Kansas City. Dos Reales, the Shawnee location, located in a nondescript strip mall off of Shawnee Mission Parkway in Quivira in Shawnee, Kansas. The owner, Alvaro Casada, and his employees say that after dark, this delicious, taco-rific Mexican restaurant, which has some of the most outstanding tacos and Mexican fare in the town, becomes an epicenter for strange noises, apparitions. And paranormal occurrences. With the image of floating ghost tacos in my head, I knew that we had to do an investigation. I went to my local library and dusted off some old history books on the area. Originally called Gum Springs, Shawnee, Kansas was incorporated in August 1856. Like many towns in the Kansas City area, Shawnee was affected by the violence of the Civil War, or as it was known here in these parts, bleeding Kansas. On October 17, 1862, the town of Shawnee was raided by William Quantrill, the Missouri bushwhacker, and his band of Confederate guerrillas. Many of the town's homes and businesses were burned, and two of the residents of Shawnee were killed. In the late 1860s, early 1870s, horse thieves were hung by rope from a tall hickory tree in a little pioneer cemetery at 55th and Goddard Street, which came to be known as Horse Thief Cemetery. According to a 100-year-old map I found of the Shawnee, Kansas area, the land that the Dos Reales Mexican restaurant sits upon was once farmland owned by a man named Elwood Hoag. The land once had two creeks flowing on it and a well. Stories say that Very Well is located directly below the decorative fountain that sits in the center of Dosriale's Shawnee's main room. And as we will find out later on, it might just be the link to the spirits that reside inside the restaurant. The strip mall that sits upon this old farmland is also a block away from the St. Joseph Cemetery, one of the oldest cemeteries in Shawnee. Could the spirits inside Dos Realis be wandering spirits from St. Joseph's Cemetery? Lost spirits? Hungry for some tacos? Or something else entirely? Something much darker? Now, even though I have done some very, very amateur ghost hunts in the past, which mostly consisted of me and friends walking through graveyards at night with a digital camera, trying to get photos of orbs, I am not a professional ghost hunter. I'm a taco hunter. That's my lot in life. I knew I needed to reach out to some professionals for this episode. I jumped onto the information superhighway and googled some local paranormal research organizations and told them about our case. We had some local paranormal investigation teams that passed on the case. Some psychics cited that they had remote viewed the location and had sensed a dark presence inside the restaurant. Something inhuman. They also said they could sense a female presence at the location and also a spirit of a man in an old-timey hat. Another paranormal team passed on the case saying they felt it was too dangerous to attempt citing too much dark energy at the location. This was going to be harder than I thought. When all hope seemed lost, I ended up being recommended to a team of paranormal investigators run by psychic mediums Denise Sia and Kathy Marquez from Mystic Moms Paranormal. They said they would attempt to communicate with whatever spirits are lingering at the Dos Reales location in Shawnee they agreed to meet us at the location to join us in our investigation. They joined us right before close at Dos Reales on a Friday night to discuss what it is they do and what their investigation would consist of on this night. There have been incredible claims of full-bodied spirit manifestations inside the restaurant. There have even been some stories of strange noises, stranger sightings, even ghost dogs or hellhounds appearing in the restaurant. There is some power at work inside the location some kind of other malevolent energy. We sat down with Chris and Lindsay Dorsey, Dos Reales regulars, and our guests back on episode 42 when the news of this haunted restaurant came to light. We were also joined by some of the employees from Dos Reales who told us about what they experienced at Dos Reales in Shawnee. Did the seance that was conducted here years before awaken a dark spirit that had been asleep? Something otherworldly? Non-human? Did it open a portal to another realm? According to guest Chris Dorsey, the man who did the ceremony he attended here years before, sensed the spirit of a man who had drowned in the well on the property. The very well that is below the fountain in the center of the main room. Our paranormal investigators arrived with their bag of tricks. Let's meet this week's guests. On a rainy Friday night, our Taco the Town crew gathered at Dos Riales in Shawnee and enjoyed some of their delicious tacos and margaritas. I had a plate of Al Pastor pork soft tacos, which are some of my favorite in Kansas City. I would give them 4.7 out of 5 golden tacos. We then sat down to interview Chris and Lindsay Dorsey and Dos Reales employees about what they've experienced here at the restaurant. We are coming to you live from the haunted Mexican restaurant, Dos Reales in Shawnee, Kansas. The first person to tell me about this haunted restaurant joins me right now. Former guest of the show, Chris Dorsey. He was on the Dos Reales Overland Park episode. Chris? Yes,
1: yes. Yes.
0: Thanks for being here and thanks no. for uh, tipping us off to this haunted Mexican restaurant.
1: No, thanks for having me back. Don't usually come here for obvious reasons, but uh appreciate it. Ghosts? Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> not uh, this, fan of ghosts in your I'm, tacos? I'm not
1: a fan of ghosts. Um, the food's great. Margaritas are great. But yeah, I would I'd just as soon stay over at 75th Street. But this place is probably the busiest of any of the restaurants.
0: This is a happening location. They've got this party room we're in now. They've got a nice bar here. You wouldn't think this this. Restaurant has phantoms or specters in it, but I guess it does, right? It does. And you know some of the stories. Of, you've heard some of these tales, right? I do.
1: I, I'm, one of my best buddies is Alvaro Casada, uh, who owns uh, Dos Rallies, both of these restaurants. And he's had uh, multiple incidents where he's seen things, experienced things that have happened here. TVs, as he's closed the whole place and turned every TV off. The TVs that have back on again, coming in in the morning, and a TV that he turned off previously the night before has suddenly turned on right in front of him.
0: No way. Um,
1: Noises of people in the kitchen when the place is completely closed down, and he goes back to look, and there's nobody there.
0: So it Um, sounds like there's people working in the kitchen, and there's nobody there.
1: Right, Or or... You know, he said one time he heard a loud noise. It sounded like a bunch of uh, dishes or a loud crash happened in the kitchen, and he went back there to look at it, and uh, and there was nobody
0: in the kitchen. He tries to stay away from this place at night, right? Or he doesn't like coming here after hours. Yeah, is that's that true? true.
1: That is very true. Yeah, um, he is. Uh, you know, uh, he, he, I don't even know if I should say this or not. So you might have to cut this part out. But uh, <laughs> he would, he would. Yeah, yeah. He decided to spend most of his time at nighttime at the other restaurant.
0: Now, you're kind of burying the lead here because you and Lindsay, your wife Lindsay's right here too. Lindsay, thanks for, thanks for joining us again tonight.
2: Thanks for having us, Dave.
0: People really liked your appearance last time where you were talking about you were demanding more vegetarian tacos in the city. You were very upset about it.
3: I enjoyed it very much,
2: and there should be more vegetarian tacos. But
0: I love your Isla Heart tacos hat you've got thank, on Thank tonight. you. I, She's wearing I a great I Heart Tacos trucker hat. Mm-hmm. You were telling me back to this. Uh, you guys attended a seance here. That's
1: right. Yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, I think it was like four or five years ago. We were here. Um, oh, Alvaro just texted me. Alvaro just texted me. Should okay. I? Should I go on with the? Yeah,
0: you can tell the story. Yeah. Okay, or, I'll tell the story. What does he say in this text? Is it a?
1: Hey, I'm going to tell exactly what the text is. Alvaro, uh, just for all of you listeners out there, Alvaro lives in. Uh, Veracruz, Mexico right now. He has a a house here in Kansas City, and he lives in Veracruz. And I texted him earlier to ask him if he has any stories he wanted me to reiterate. And he just texted me, and he says, everything starts back at the end of 2000 when I started remodeling the store to be a restaurant. It's to be considered a white box. I started noticing strength energy. I didn't tell anybody, so I, I brought... Catholic priests in with the pretext to inaugurate the place. Nothing changed. And after many years and employees, still the same scaring of employees, never to customers, is what he said. Okay.
0: So what was the. Uh What was the seance you attended here?
1: Alvaro just said in the text that he brought in Catholic priests. And after that, he brought in a friend of his named Raudel, who is a, he's like a shaman in the Yoruba religion. And Yoruba is a religion that uh, started in Nigeria and then uh, moved to the Caribbean.
0: Is that Santeria?
1: Uh, Santeria is actually a, is a form of Yoruba. So it's like, I think Santeria is a division of Yoruba. Yoruba is like a kind of a general overall uh, religion. But anyway, so Raudel came here. It's a friend of Alvaro's. He's from Cuba. And he did a, I mean, I don't even know what else to call it except for a seance. He he can allow spirits to speak through him. We were here till four in the morning and he did this ritual where he allowed spirits to speak through him. Raldo doesn't speak uh, any English. He's Sp- he speaks Spanish. So it was translated by by Alvaro as it was happening.
0: Did anything uh, supernatural happen that night? Um, or did you experience anything supernatural that night?
1: I think the only thing like supernatural I experienced was I got really drunk <laughs> because uh, we were drinking these things called impumbe, In, which is basically like a mojito that's it's like a... I don't even... It, those are the uh,
0: ones with the leaves in them, right? Yeah, they have like... I've a, had those they, here before, it's yeah. Like a, it's like
1: a mojito that is on crack or something. And uh, Lindsay, Do you know what's in an Mfumbe? Rum. Lots of rum.
3: I think it's a bottle of rum, a lot of lime. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a bottle
1: of
0: rum per per drink.
1: Yeah. Like I mean, it's basically a fifth of rum in like
0: each. We're it's joined by
3: Emmanuel. Emmanuel,
0: um, do you work at this location or do you just work at the other Dos reales?
3: I work in 75th Street now, but okay. uh, I worked in like a year ago for 13 years in this location, Channing location.
0: Now, have you ever experienced anything out of the ordinary here? Anything strange or what stories have you heard? here i mean you worked here for 13 years so i'm sure you've seen and heard some things here right
3: yeah uh we have a lot of a lot of experience you know uh what's
0: the what are some of the strangest things that have happened in this one of
3: the scare me really really i hear like a big noise in the kitchen and i think it's one of the employers over there and there's nobody there I think somebody broke all plates, like, throw to the floor. And sort of huge crash. Yeah, really big. And I, I go there and see what happened. Everything looks good. Everything looks clean. Wow. There's nobody there. So I, I don't—I feel really, really bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and have you had the TV thing happen where the TVs turn off and on?
3: Yeah. Uh, sometimes the TV—we we turn it off, the TVs. We go to the exit, we see back, and the, the TV is on again, you know.
0: Has anyone seen any figures or, or, like, shadow people or anything like that? Or is it mostly just noises and, and stuff like that? Or has anything been moved off the shelves? Or We're joined by Tony, and you, have you seen some strange things here, too?
4: I didn't see the strange things, but I, one, one thing I said, like, before to, like, close the restaurant, we turn off the whole, whole lights. So I turned the whole lights and I'm just walking to the main door to get out. So then the kitchen light is like turned on again and I was confused. I think maybe I forget. But I'm sure I didn't forget because the light was turned on like automatically. So I think sometime that we have Cisco delivery. The backside maybe guy, he enter inside and he turned on the light. I think I, I, I'm, I'm not scared and I am just walking inside. So I see that turn on light. And the door are closed, like no Cisco delivery and nothing there. So I get scared. I said, "What? how can happen? Just I like close the door. So then I turn off the light and go again. So I didn't take like serious things. I think maybe I didn't turn off lights. And the second thing I was in office there. So, like someone is walking, going to the restrooms.
0: Oh, so, you heard footsteps? Yeah,
4: I did. So I just...
0: Was it at night after you guys had closed? Um,
4: it's like 12 or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I just stand up and out come out and go to the Czech restroom. Maybe I think maybe come back or I don't know. Something wrong. Like the two things happens here. So I told, already told them to because this happened to me here. That's why I don't want to stay late <laughs> at night. So I always want to like, keep someone with me here. Hey, stay here. If you want to take a drink, drink. <laughs> but don't go.
0: This is recently that you've had these happen to you here?
4: No, it was like the light turned on. It was like a year ago.
0: Oh, okay. And then when you heard those footsteps and you went to the bathroom, there was nobody in the bathroom. No, and, no nobody was. And nobody. nobody was walking around out no, here. No, it okay. wasn't. Sounds like whoever or whatever is here is, is kind of playful and not, not, not mean-spirited, but mm-hmm. just kind of playful. Yeah. Hopefully. Has anyone had any scary moments?
4: So there have is you had any We moments? have a guy in the kitchen. He worked there. He said he had, seen, he had seen things. The lady was sitting in the bar and the lady crying on her. He's like totally alive. He yeah. saw
0: figures of yeah. people crying at the mm-hmm. bar. Were they, like, solid the or were they see-through was, or were they...
4: No, the, the, she was, like, the dark lady. That She's sitting there on the bar, bar area where you, where we were together right, right there. So, see, like, him, the guy, he really, really nice, like, really close. He saw her. Whoa. And she's, just reeling on her on him. And also he got mad and he, uh, he like, he really scared. And he come back and go this way.
0: <laughs> wow. And then how long was that vision there? Yeah. He don't feel good. Okay. Wow. So, yes. and you were telling me that you've had a, you had an employee that passed away in a car crash and people think that he might be here? Or?
3: Like six years ago, we have an employer and he working with me and he's very nice employer. He, he working with us for like four or five years. Uh, you remember Carla? l is the name. He's a very nice guy. He he played all the time with us, like uh, turn it on the TVs. And he moved up the music all the time. He had an accident. No, it's not too far from here. 87th Street and mm-hmm. Anioc. And he died over there. And it's actually for this this month, actually. Oh, really? In October, yeah. We start to feel, eh, hey, my team, you know, because he did the same thing he so he, he would it. mess with— He'd turn it on the TVs. Did and that start happening on. after mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Okay. And every every year, all light bulbs is all out. for all restaurants is shut off. And wow. that's what we think is him, you know, because it's happened exactly he, he do it. We know, so we don't like to talk too much about it. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs>
0: Well, thanks for letting us come here tonight. And um, our uh, investigators are going to, they're not here to chase anything here. They're going to let the spirits come talk to them. They're actually going to set up by the fountain because they think that the water is a good conductor for spirits. So did you have any stories you wanted to
5: tell? No, I I mean, all I hear was just noises when I used to wait for Alvaro to close, right, the restaurant. You can hear just noises in the kitchen. And then, like I was telling him, when I would turn off the lights and walk, out there, you can feel something heavy on your back. So, but I just don't want to turn around Right. So you
0: hear, you can feel like pressure on yeah. your shoulders and yeah. on your back? Mm-hmm. Is it like a, and it just feels like I it's a know, person? Like,
5: yeah, something heavy, but I just don't look. I just walk away.
0: Have you, you ever know? felt any cold cold air po- pockets or like uh, anything like that? Any cold air or, or warm air? Or, or is it just the pressure of like
5: somebody pressing your back? All I felt was the pressure. But like I say, when I was waiting at the front, I will always hear noises in the kitchen or just this area, okay. like chairs falling out of the table.
0: Okay. And then
1: I, I just got a text from Alvaro. Actually, just to back up what she said... He said he always had weird energy on his back. That's wow. what he said. like somebody was pushing him, and he said, "Just doors closing." He said, "The bathroom's shut down. I'm not sure what that means exactly, but uh, that sounds
0: like somebody just had too much to eat. That might have been. Too many tacos. lights
2: went off uh,
0: He was in the bathroom
1: and the lights went off. Sounds in the kitchen like moving around the pots, heavy big sounds in the kitchen
0: and then nothing's there. It's just the sound, right? That's crazy. Well, thanks. We're going to try to, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to try to communicate with whatever's here, but we're just going to try to see what our investigators can find tonight. So thanks for telling those stories. Appreciate it. Thanks for letting us come out tonight too. She was introduced to the paranormal as a young child growing up in a haunted farmhouse in Lee's Summit, Missouri. She's an NDE, near-death experience survivor, from respiratory failure in 1986. Through this experience, many fears, anxiety, and OCD tendencies were present and were debilitating due to trauma. Researching the paranormal was a way to heal from deep-rooted fears of death and the unknown. Exposure and response prevention therapy through the paranormal was the road to a healthy life. She was featured on the Biography Channel's My Ghost Story, Season 6, Episode 72, History Never Dies. She has also done several podcasts on the paranormal and healing through the paranormal. She conducts yearly public paranormal investigations at the John Warnell House and Alexander Major's House in the Kansas City area. She's also a certified Usui Reiki energy practitioner and a founding member of Mystic Moms Paranormal. She is also a professional horse and riding instructor since 1986 and has a BFA fine arts degree through Park University and is a published artist and children's illustrator. Welcome to Taco the Town, Denise Sia. Hi, Dave. Thanks for joining us tonight.
6: Pleasure to be here.
0: Also joining us tonight is Denise's Paranormal Investigation partner. She's a graduate of Park University in Parkville, Missouri. She has worked mostly as a youth correctional officer in various nonprofit organizations. She comes from a very staunch Irish Catholic family from Clinton, Iowa. She got into the paranormal as a very young child in Clinton, Iowa, which was forbidden by her family. The paranormal helped her escape and survive the mental and physical abuses from her mentally ill mother. As a young child, she was able to see and witness the unseen and understood the sustained sorrow that many spirits have. Through healing from her troubled past, she is able to heal the unseen, which in turn balances energy to its natural state. She has also been featured on the Biography Channel's My Ghost Story, Season 6, Episode 72, History Never Dies. She gives yearly paranormal investigations at the John Warnell House and Alexander Major's House as well. She's also a founding member of Mystic Moms Paranormal. She depends on her psychic ability through lucid dreaming to solve and mend problems and to better understand the world she lives in. She's a firm believer in the theory of stained sorrow that drives the spiritual world that we hope to connect with. Welcome to Taco the Town, Kathy Marquez. Thank you, David. Thanks for being here, both of you. This is a very special Halloween episode of Taco the Town. Now, when you entered... The restaurant tonight, tell me your first impressions. Did you have any feelings? What's the proper term for that when you walk in somewhere and you get a sense? Sixth sense or what is that? What do you guys call it?
6: When I first walked into this restaurant, I thought, I'm going to pick up residual energy. I didn't think there was anything intelligent going on here. And the difference between residual energy, residual energy is basically, think of it like a thumbprint. Or a skip in a record that just continues on and on and on and on. Everything that we do in life, like even us talking here, we're going to leave an impression. And that impression, if it's bad or even sometimes good, will be repeated. And if you're an intuitive person, you might walk into it. But, and that was my first impression when I got here, that this is going to be residual energy from guests or from employees. But when I went into the bathroom, I felt something was following me. And the hair on my arms just stood up. And I picked up that it was a female presence when I walked in there. And she was following me around and followed me out the door. And then just by the time I got to the tables, I didn't feel it anymore. But it was just like somebody—it was like the ice bucket challenge where it felt like somebody dumped, like, water on top of my head. and I mean,
2: that's the feeling I get. It's, it's a psychic impression. Okay. Okay, David. Yes. Um, I would like to um, add that when I—naturally, when I come into an atmosphere like this, the first thing to do is, is clear the slate and have um, actually no— <clears throat> You know, I didn't have any conception of what I was facing. I certainly didn't expect to see all the people in here, which means we have a high energy ratio going on right here. It's very hard to, to focus on anything. Denise went into a a place that was closed off, and which is why she was able to probably, what I'm feeling, intersect with that. But what I was feeling when I first came in here was everything was... Uh, was very agreeable in the, in the sense that, that it was an acceptable place to be because there's too much energy in here right now. It's bouncing right. off the walls. Your energy, my energy, Denise's, all these different people. When it slows down and it's quiet in here, then mm-hmm. Denise and I will be able to do... What we usually do, and we play off of one another very well.
0: Have you ever done a haunted restaurant before, or is this your first haunted restaurant? Or any haunted food?
6: <laughs> Besides
0: the regular haunted I, food. I would say
6: this would have to be the first. <laughs> okay. But if you look at movie theaters, places where live theater is being performed, you're going to find a lot of paranormal activity even in such places like this, because this is a place where people come to celebrate. They come to converse and they spirits from off the, I call these passerbys Mm -hmm. spirits from off the street will come in, whether you want them or not. I mean, you might have a residential ghost at your place of location or establishment, but you're also going to invite what I call passers. They come off the street. Also people bring in energy that's attached to them, yeah.
2: and they may want to stay here if they feel comfortable. What we're talking about, I believe, is is consensual. In other words, we're here because of our own free will, and and because we want to be here, and we want to intercept or see or feel what's ever going on out here. And just like Denise said, uh, I am sure that that in this this restaurant there have been many many asaro talked about. Or something, a mm-hmm. meal that's been just uh, not a happy taco. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there's been some, bad and there's taco, nights. Been some many, lonely taco nights. there's uh, probably been many. Some lonely
0: taco nights. Uh, some lonely taco nights. And
2: maybe uh, a divorce has been decided uh, here. Yeah. Lots of things go mm-hmm. on where there is alcohol and food. And people, and where you have energy, and there's a lot of energy here. It is Overland Park, sure. <laughs> Well,
6: food is celebration. Food mm-hmm. is um, mm-hmm. it's celebration. Restaurants are celebration.
0: And this room is very festive. This is like a party room that we're in, kind of. This. And I'm picking area. up
6: energy again. Mm-hmm. Really? Are you feeling that? Sure. I'm picking up. Sure. I'm picking up the. There's certain things that um, you look for in your body when you pick up paranormal energy. One of them is you feel like you walk through cobwebs you feel like your face literally itches like you walk through cobwebbing that's another sign of your body interfering with paranormal also too chills
0: cold air yeah, cold, yeah. you
6: feel like cold air but also heat oh really heat's another
2: one well also dizziness uh dizziness uh, upset nausea, nausea especially uh oh you know just <clears throat> sometimes even just being a little uncomfortable it's just not quite aware. I mean, we've had experiences in, in our different uh, mm-hmm. investigations where it gets almost a little uh, like the Queen Mary. Yeah. Where, oh, where you went things on the, the Queen Mary? We were on the Queen Mary, yes. Oh,
6: I'm still recovering from the Queen Mary, and that's in, been yes.
2: oh, oh, 012.
6: Yeah. Is or that 12. one of the
0: most haunted places you've been to, or what is the most haunted location you guys have um, investigated? I
6: would honestly say the Queen Mary. Yes. lives up
2: to its reputation. Absolutely. It's like a psychic's wet dream. Yes. And there's a vortex there. One time we were wandering in a corridor, we were looking for the the room, I believe it's 367 or so. It's they close it off because that, was that murder took place. That murder took place there. And we we did find it. They've taken the numbers off and I was able to peer, like, into the keyhole, and it uh, mm-hmm. was very, un- very very. And they just
6: recently opened that room up for guests to rent out now. But, a man oh. murdered a child there. Yeah, but we...
0: Who would want to stay in there?
2: Well, people people <laughs> did, and then they didn't. Right. They, they they, got so uncomfortable, they closed yeah, it they off. they couldn't do it. But anyway, when we were trying to leave, and we had a plane to catch and little things to do, we literally... Could not. We couldn't get off the ship. We couldn't get off. We we found ourselves, and this is as true as I'm sitting here, going in circles, and it was very frustrating. We kept passing the same things. I don't even know how it sucks you in. Why? How we did it, and then finally, I became. I don't have a lot of patience anyway, but I just said, "Stop this! Stop it right now!" And I focused mm-hmm. on those windows. Remember, there were windows. I don't know if you remember, but there were windows. Mm. And then, then um, for some reason, we, we got out. We got out. But I, I really was, uh, I remember, very emotional almost. I, I felt like I was being being dragged into... Something that I had no control over.
6: My experience was on the first class pool area in the dressing room, which is also known as the vortex Mm -mm. of the ship. I um, decided to sit in a certain area not knowing what was in the area of Mm -hmm. the dressing room, which is the vortex. And that was where a spot where a girl was murdered, Mm -hmm. and um, I channeled her. And ever since then, I think I've had a surgery. Once a year since 2012. I'm down Yikes. to vital organs now.
0: Oh my gosh.
6: <laughs> I mean, everything from a ruptured appendix to thyroid cancer to you name it. I mean, that it, would
0: make you want to stop uh, doing these investigations. I mean, did you take a break for a while after no, that?
6: No, no. The energy has a, has a tendency to suck you in. I hate to say it, but you get maybe addicted to the energy and you get addicted to the research. And you want to know why that? Well, a lot of this me, when, when I've had when I had near death experience, I have too many questions and not enough answers, and that's been my um, seek seekingness is um, wanting to know what happened, and I don't stop. You get addicted to
0: that. What are some of the most haunted places in Kansas City? Is the Warnell House probably one of the most haunted places in town?
6: I would say the Warnell House is interesting. It's like visiting grandma's house. I mean, I have. Um, 12 year olds come to my investigations, but it was used as a field hospital for both North and South during the Battle of Westport. So you have a lot of the sustained sorrow, you have a lot of residual energy, but you get a lot of energy that comes through that's connected to Westport or connected to the plaza, connected to Warnell Road or that area will come through. Um, I would say probably the most haunted location in Kansas City would be the Belvoir Winery, which was also known as the Odd Fellows home. And the Alexander Major's house.
2: I agree with Denise. We've been both those places, and they're uh, they're t- they're very exhilarating, and also uh, have to be very careful there. What and, are the
0: spirits and, at the winery?
2: Well, it was used to be an odd fellow's home which— Oh, um,
0: is that the is that the building that's still standing up there that you can right, walk through? Yeah,
2: Very very auspicious, and and very. When you come up to it, you get the impression. Immediately, hospital, military, it's, it's, and it was it's a very, school. and it's very formidable. It was an like orphanage. Those, those okay. businesses that were made or buildings made in the early 1900s, kind of cold and uncaring. Is,
6: um, I would say, I wouldn't call it secret society, it's very similar to like the Masonic yeah. organizations. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's like, there, there's very few of them left. I think there's one le- one left in Kansas City. This was where if you were a family member of the Odd Fellows, you can stay there at this retirement home or hospital. Mm-hmm. But it became an orphanage. And that was a way that they made money to keep the organization alive and stuff. So there's a lot of theories of what goes on in that winery.
2: What I wanted to location. say, too, was that, again, when you have organizations like that, which is not unlike what's going on today who's policing who who at times were watching those children and taking care of them that's some because I work for a nonprofit and I have have been an advocate for children and the poor and the disenfranchised. you know the disfranchised my point is is that sometimes that energy is there too you we were walking around. And you can go around a corner, and all of a sudden, it's kind of uncomfortable, or the rooms that you're in are uncomfortable because you don't really know what's what went on there, what mm-hmm. what was happening there. That's
6: heavy. It's very heavy. But the Alexander Majors house is interesting. Yes, there's a certain type of energy that's very protective of the
2: house. And Kathy, I think, was pushed down the stairs. <laughs> it's very—I was. I mean, it's secretive. Sometimes, remember, these are tight knit families. They had the grandfather. Maybe they inherited everything from a grandfather or a, or a prototype. So they. So then the son comes in and he has his history there. Then somebody else or whatever, and they're, so they're they're tight. They're tight, and and the his, the secretiveness is there, even though you have little books and diaries that the people who work there leave behind, sometimes that information carries its own weight with it, too. And you can read it, and Denise might read it, but we might each get something different out of it. How about the tombstones that are left in there? Right. Well, see, it was also used as a hotel and was used for the Pony Express. Yes. Yeah.
0: So what happened the night something pushed you down the stairs?
2: (laughs) Oh boy! Well, that was your fault, wasn't it? (laughs) It was my fault. I um, I misspoke. I really did. The house was very uh, musty, and Mm -hmm. and and we got in there, and um, I remarked, "Ooh, it's kind of stinky in here." (laughs) I probably, I mean, I did. I misspoke. So then, different EVP EVPs were called a bitch a few times. A bitch a few times, and uh, the devil. Uh huh. And um, as we were leaving, as we were leaving, I was on uh, my left going down the stairs, and Denise was on my right or a little bit behind me, and something literally pushed me, a two-handed push. And if Denise hadn't caught me, you know, I would have face-planted. You would have face-planted. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was as real as touching you, David. Oh my gosh. And a friend of mine who um, yeah. did season
6: four of my ghost story was on that house. And one of his investigated team members was pushed across the room in the Jeez. kitchen area. So it doesn't this energy isn't very fond of women. Okay. No. That we have when I do tours there, women will get their hair pulled or get poked in the back uh-huh. or you yeah. have you have to have respect when you go in there. Don't taunt it. No. which we don't taunt anyway no. but especially
2: I, in that house cuz you just, might you might as come out I with can, as a i can as i can attest something. i just misspoke well, the Pony uh, Express was, of, was very was much a, a part of, of that it, worked. and business, and stagecoach, and uh, mail. It was a gateway yes. to, just, the west, yeah. to the west. To the
0: west. That was out in the middle of nowhere back very, then. Very, very yeah. important.
6: Yeah. You people. were in the west. Yeah. So you were in the west, and they certainly had their secrets. You know, every, and it's it's one of the houses that I wish people would sign up for tours <laughs> because. It is, it's got such layers of energy there. And it's. I've always well, wanted to go the, to that
0: building. I mean, I've driven past it my entire life, but I've never gone to, a, to a tour. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to go sometime.
6: The White House. Yeah. Drive by it so easily because you'll miss it.
0: So, tonight, we just wanted to have you guys here to kind of do just a basic investigation, kind of give us your feelings of what you sense when you're here. You were telling me that you you don't really suggest trying to communicate with the spirit or is what we're doing tonight safe or what, what steps can we take to have a safe investigation? No, I totally
6: um, would want to talk to the spirits. It's kind of like open mic, mic night. I set everything up like a party, a ghost party. I work it, work the investigation like a circle. We invite, I bring gifts, and then when we're done, we close the circle. We close the energy And just like a guest at a party, we say goodbye. If you need an Uber, we'll call. But you're not coming home with us unless, you know, it's absolutely necessary. But don't communicate with my son, my pets. Or my husband, because they can't handle it. No. (laughs) And I usually do bring them home with me so I can work with them, but they're not allowed to communicate with my son.
2: We do say a prayer of protection, and we're very sincere Mm -hmm. about that because we don't uh, take this foolishly or whatever. If we are a bridge, we have to be very careful when we're on the bridge. And that was the trouble I got on the Queen Mary. It was my birthday.
6: We were there on this fabulous investigation. And I did not protect myself at all. And I brought it home with me. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. basically almost destroyed my life. So it, it can happen. It can happen. There's precautions that you can take. I, I generally call that it's pretty safe. You know, I try to make sure that when everybody leaves, you know,
2: that investigates with us, that you don't bring anything home. And that, you're, that you understand when we tell you to listen to us. Mm -hmm. And be sincere about what we're saying because we don't want to be responsible for anything that would go home with you or anything that would happen to you. We would feel very badly
6: about that. In the eight years I've done public investigations, I have never had one single person call me and say like, well, my bed shook last night or, you know, the dog's levitating across the room. Nothing like that's ever happened.
2: But we do take it
0: seriously. That would be very bad. (laughs) Yes. The only thing that I might like is if I wake up and there's like a pile of tacos at the end of my bed. (laughs) That might be a good thing. Wait wait a minute. Where did this come from? That would be fun.
6: Depends on where the tacos are from, right?
0: Yeah. Hopefully they're fresh and not old tacos. What about
6: lettuce on them? Another dimension. Uh,
2: lettuce is fine. Lettuce is good. Yeah, I yeah. think lettuce belongs on tacos. One thing I'd like to say it uh, that Denise and I try to do is a lot of times, especially in a in an arena like this, because it's so big and and the the energy is flying around, or even after the people leave, there'll still be a lot of like Denise says residual energy. If there's anything here, we're going to set up so, and we talked about this before we came down here. We want. Whatever is here to come to us, David, we're not going to be running around here hunting for anything. We're going to set up a place, probably by the water, set up our uh, objects, and then just wait and see what happens. We'll talk to it.
6: I mean, like yeah, I said, so this is certainly. open mic night. This is their time sure. to come in, join the party. Yeah. And whatever they got to say, this is their time to say it. But And you'd not- be surprised. They'll be like, you can feel the energy uh-huh. where they're just lying up behind each other, like pushing. It's like, it's kind of like the movie Ghost when Otome Brown and they were yeah. like pushing each other out of the way to speak. It's kind of like that.
2: But we're not running around here in the dark with flashlights. So this right. is not going to be that kind of investigation. You don't, it you don't need to run around, yeah.
0: What kind no. of equipment did you guys bring tonight that it we'll needs. be using?
2: I brought a PS7
6: box An11, and 11. Uh, and Is
0: that a spirit box? It's a spirit box. Spirit box, okay. And
6: I brought another one that a gentleman that I know developed. It's an app. It's called the Equivox. And it was recently featured on Ghost Adventures. And I have been using it since for the past eight years for public investigations. And um, we had great results with this. Mm -hmm. I mean, great results. And I also bring trigger objects. And trigger objects are basically, I travel around with dolls. Yes. They're kind of like our little mascots. And we set them up in a circle and we leave them. And they're motion sensor. And so sometimes spirits, especially if you got children, they'll come and they want to play with this stuff, right? Yeah. It's a party. I mean, I bring toys, I bring candy, I bring tacos, whatever.
0: Is there any chance we might see a floating taco tonight?
6: (laughs) From Taco Bell, maybe. I don't know.
0: (laughs) If if we drive down the street and go to the Taco Bell parking lot and we just see someone throwing a taco out the window, otherwise we probably won't see a floating taco. It might be an orb
2: with a mustache, a handlebar mustache.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome. All right, so I didn't ask you guys what are your feelings about tacos? Do you like tacos? Do you did you grow up eating tacos? Are you a taco eater?
6: I would say I discovered this new taco place in Southwest Traffic Way called Tiki Taco.
0: Oh yeah. I've heard of Tiki I mean taco. that
6: was some crazy eating tacos there. I love that place. I, I mean, I like soggy tacos. You but like a soggy taco? I like a soggy taco.
0: So a lot of sauce?
6: Taco that's been sitting on the counter for about an hour or two, and that's then I awesome. eat it cold.
0: <laughs> that's great.
6: <laughs> but no, I
2: really enjoy Tiki Tacos. So it's pretty amazing. I like El Patron's tacos. Love El Patron's. That's a popular... Uh, uh-huh. People love El Patron, yeah. And they do a double taco double uh, you know flour or double corn and that's how i make them now at home as well when i drop oh them. like a double decker uh-huh ooh that sounds great well they just hold their shape better and when you fill them you know they they you know you and can that's tell how Kathy's i do because a foodie yeah because that's how they make them at <laughs> <laughs> I am not a foodie i don't cook i love to cook
0: <laughs> denise you told me that you think you might have been here before you've eaten here before maybe like 17 years ago you thought maybe yeah
6: i've been through here
0: Okay. Long time ago. Do you um, have any sense of what used to be on this property? Is that something that you can pick up on? Like if there's if there used to be a farm here, or is that something that you maybe sense? Or
6: well, of course, this is all farmland right. area. You sure. know, it's really without looking at the deed, you know, of the property, it's hard to tell. But I don't pick up the energy, and this place came from the land. Okay. Mm-mm. I don't no. at all. Okay. I don't either this this is a this is brought in
0: there is a a fountain here in the building and you told me something about water in haunted spots sometimes the water could be a vortex for spirits yes it's a conduit
2: and and uh it is a natural phenomena water because it flows it ebbs and flows it has energy and who knows uh Aware, uh, you know, if this is a man-made well or a, uh, who knows? I mean, I'm just saying that when I w- went by it, I just, I just felt that it, there was a strong connection. The owner, water.
0: the owner once told me that he believes there was a well on this property, well, and he go. says he thinks that water goes oh. to the well that used to be on this property. You know, that's a fascinating point <clears throat> because the sister podcast of Taco of the Town is is Bigfoot Collectors Club, and on a recent episode, they just spoke with. A Cryptid hunter who firmly believes that cryptids move through dimensions
1: and they use water to do it. So mm-hmm. interesting. I and that's, late, com- and that. you're bringing up this point
0: completely independent
1: mm-hmm. of that oh, person's yeah. uh, testimony. By it, it
2: was just really ooh,
6: well, me. also, too, with the weather that's going on in Kansas City right now, we have a lot of moisture in the air. Mm-hmm. Moisture, again, if you want to get really good EVPs, you really need to have that atmosphere atmosphere again, so it's just like what, you, what you're saying as a conduct, we need that atmospheric moisture in the air in order for them to manifest. Uh-huh. They need that to manifest. It's really hard if we're having a drought outside or, you know, like say in the desert, it's really hard to get good EVPs at times unless you bring in water because it, they need that to help manifest.
0: Well, we're going to wait for a couple of these customers to leave, and then we're going to start our ghost hunt, or I guess, would you just call it a, a paranormal investigation, or what, I what term?
6: Yeah, I always call it a ghost party.
0: Ghost but party. We're investigation. Gonna a, we're going to start a taco ghost party. We're going to get that underway. We'll grab the stuff out of your car, and then we'll, we'll be back with the ghost hunt right after this. After our interview with Denise and Kathy, and all of the tacos and delicious margaritas were finished, The last customers of the night left the restaurant, and Denise and Kathy gathered their ghost hunting tools and set up a circle near the large fountain in the center of the main dining room. Televisions, lights, and music were turned off, and the doors to the restaurant were locked. A candle was lit, and the seance or taco ghost party began with a circle of dolls sitting on a Ouija board. Our guests, some employees of Dos Reales gathered in a makeshift circle around the altar, and Denise and Kathy began the ceremony to try to communicate with whatever spirits reside inside the restaurant. Denise's various ghost hunting technology were arranged around the table, hoping to capture evidence of the presence. Joining us in the ceremony were executive producer Chris Garibaldi, his wife and sons, Sarah and Thomas, as well as Chris, and Lindsay Dorsey, and their friends Paul and Julie Hurt, as well as a handful of Dos Realis employees. With everything in place on the table in front of the fountain, all of the guests seated in a circle, the ceremony began. All right, we're gathered here next to the fountain. All of the customers have left the restaurant at Dos Realis. We are in the fountain. We are in the dark. And we're about to start... What, what, what is this? What is this we're about to do here called...
2: This is a welcoming prayer as far as I'm concerned. I'm Kathy, or Kathleen of Mystic Moms. As we are in a uh, Mexican restaurant, I think it's very edifying and respectful that I bring Our Lady of Guadalupe here in this candle to uh, bless this establishment always because they've welcomed us as well. And to also uh, say to whatever might be here that uh you are blessed not to be afraid we are not afraid we welcome you and we ask our lady of guadalupe in all her mercy and her grace to bless everyone and everything here and to always keep us safe and to welcome prosperity and goodness into this establishment amen amen
0: Denise removes a regular crunchy taco from Taco Bell from her bag and places it in the center of the table. She also has some packets of Diablo sauce that she opens and puts on the taco. An offering to the spirit. The one question I have in my head is, but what if this spirit only likes authentic soft tacos?
6: So I want to welcome the spirits. Those we know, those that we don't know, and, then, and those that are coming by. This is your time to talk. This is your circle. We welcome the spirits. We come in peace, we come in love. This is your time to communicate. This is your party and we brought gifts for you. And this is your time to communicate and talk with us. What I do ask is if there's any non-human energy, we do not allow you into our circle. So those who are seen, those who are unseen, and those we know and those we don't know, we welcome you.
2: As the second half of our team here, I would also like to say any energy that's here, feel free to manifest yourself. We have water, which is singing and calling to you and has a natural energy force. We have fire, we have glass. I'd ask you, if you're here with us, and we do hope you are, that you'll blow out the candle, at any time, blow out the candle.
0: As Denise started to ask whatever spirits resided inside Dos Reales' questions, the dowsing rods began to turn in her hand guests Sarah and Thomas Garibaldi's dowsing rods started to turn and twist as well during the questioning. Could Denise be picking up on the former business associate who passed away? Or just a spirit passing through from the nearby cemetery? Or could it be the man who perished in the well on the property?
6: Okay, so I brought dowsing rods. We use this a lot in investigations and basically what this is, it's very ancient. Um, They used it in history to locate water, lost children, lost objects. In modern times, we use it for the paranormal. We can use it for yes and no questions. So I'm going to kind of demonstrate what we're going to do.
2: Just so you know, if you're not familiar with dowsing rods, they are approximately 12 to 13 inches long and they are hooked or they drop down. Like if you took a ordinary hanger and just bend it at a 45-degree angle. Dowsing rods have been used um, since probably many, many (laughs) years and years ago, especially in agricultural places as drowsing rods because they're used to find water. Irish and Scottish and um, many, many um, folk people used it To literally find water, which, again, is the force of our life. Without water, we cannot be or do anything, especially in an agricultural world or anything (laughs) in our cities or anything. So drowsing rods have a great history, as Denise has said, and they are magical. They can answer questions.
6: Okay. So basically what we're going to do, you want to hold the rods in the palm of your hand. Fingers closed. And the rods, um, we'll we'll use this for communication. If there's anything here, they will let us know through the rods. So, back is straight, elbows soft at your sides. Spirits of the restaurant, show me yes with the rods. Show me what yes looks like. Thank you. Show me what No looks like.
0: Getting some movement on her rod there. Thank you.
6: If there's any spirits in the house,
2: please point to where you are standing. Thank you. It looks like there someone or something is right behind you. Behind me. I'm getting a
6: lot of chills. On my left side. Now I have there's three of us working with dousing rods. Spirits may not necessarily communicate through me. They might communicate with the other two guests that are dousing at the same time. So since this is a ghost party, we always come bearing gifts. So since, and we're at a Mexican restaurant, I brought a taco with Diablo sauce, just in case if we have a cranky, cranky ghost here. So we have a taco here for the
2: spirits.
0: So we might see a floating taco. We might.
2: Okay. Actually, that would be an orb. what?
0: An orb would lift it and eat it. I would love that. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to break the mood.
2: Spirits of
6: the house, are you a male? Show me yes if you are a male.
0: Thomas's rod was just spinning. What is that?
6: Spinning. Are you a female? Thank you.
0: What did we just see there? We
6: got the rods. They were pointing towards me. When we asked if you're a female spirit, I'm getting chills on that one too. So you're telling me that
2: you're a female spirit. Are you just passing through or do you reside here? Answer with the dowsing rods. Yes, you reside here. No, you're just passing through.
6: I'm getting a wobble on my right side. And sometimes what a wobble means is it's... Not really wanting to answer that question. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Thomas is getting a yes.
0: A Thomas is... His, over by Thomas. dowsing rod is spinning. Mm-hmm.
6: Are you connected to any of the workers of this restaurant? I'm getting a wobble on my right. Energy,
2: I think, just went over the top of the table. At least Something that's what did, I yeah. felt. Something did, because the dolls and the light and the doll, yeah, it all happened at the same time.
6: What the dolls are, they're motion sensor dolls. And basically, if we get like a shadow of figure or anything, or if something touches them, they would activate. And also, too, who doesn't like a cute doll, right? <laughs> I think they're adorable.
0: Thomas's uh, dowsing rods are spinning.
6: So I'm gonna move down the line on uh, we're gonna see if we can get some EVPs. EVPs. Mm-hmm. We're gonna use sometimes spirits will communicate maybe with one, maybe two. Very rare if they communicate with all any you know with like say if I have five people dowsing, very rare will it will the spirits communicate with all five people It might be just one, maybe just two. So if you need to take a break, if you're dousing, you can shake your arms out and just kind of release the tension. Yeah, you can sit. A lot of times I will stand because it's easier for me to receive energy that way than sitting. Because basically when you sit down, energy levels drop, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do, I'm going to go down the line on um, some of the, what we use for EVPs. EVPs is electronic voice phenomena. If you have a recorder, you can't really hear EVPs through your ear, like, say, just when you're listening. It helps if you have a recorder. They will, when you play back, you might be able to hear a voice. And sometimes it's, um, when you hear an EVP, it sounds very distant, but it has a certain type of sound to it.
0: As we were editing the episode... We heard a noise in one of the clips that no one can explain. I was talking to Kathy, whispering her some information and a strange noise popped up in the background. No one heard this noise when we were recording live. Let's listen to that clip again. They've said that um, the TVs are turned off and on. They've said that um, the TVs are turned off and on. They've said that um, the TVs are turned off and on. They've said that um, the TVs are turned off and
6: on. Now, when we're, we're going to run an app, and it's called the Equivox. This is an app that was developed by a person I know. We use it a lot for investigations, and basically it's blurbs like sounds and syllables. There's no actual words in the app, but what you'll hear is like A, E, O, U, and you can get a male voice and a female voice. We'll run different banks and um, see what words do produce. If you hear an actual word coming through this, it's not programmed into the app. It could, the theory is it could
2: be subjectively paranormal. So we'll we'll kind of fire it up. Remember, again, all energy is not stagnant. It's always around us. Everything that lives and breathes never dies. So and also, energy is here, always.
6: And also, too, the paranormal, they will not act on command. They don't have time. We're working with their atmosphere and um we're the only ones that have time they don't and they're not gonna just come up you know manifest because we're
2: asking them to
6: we hope but so a lot of times it doesn't work like that
2: we are a bridge all of us with our hearts open and our mind and our spirituality and our genuineness even in our saddest times when we when we we say oh please God show me a sign or this or that. That again is what every human being has. That's an ability to talk to the divine too.
0: We wait for whatever spirits are inside the restaurant to come to us instead of seeking them out. The ghost box or spirit box began to answer Denise's questions. Can you hear what it's saying back to us?
2: Do it and we're put headphones on and we're very quiet. There would be more of a semblance of um, order or, or a word would and you'd say, Oh, I heard that. I heard that. What you're yeah.
6: Slow it down a little bit. Yeah.
2: Are there any spirits
6: here that would like to speak with us tonight? Tom. Is there a Tom here? We brought you a taco. Perfect. Do you like tacos? We love tacos. What's your favorite taco? Mexican. Did you hear
0: okay. Mexican?
6: We're at a Mexican restaurant. We can make you a taco if you like one. I'm sure it's been a long time since you've had a taco. I don't know what kind of sauce you like on your taco, but I brought Diablo. I think it's devil sauce.
2: Are you laughing?
0: sounded like laughing it sounded like evil laughing
6: all right since you're not going to tell us i'm going to go ahead and put diablo on your taco tom oh my goodness that's awful hot i can't stand diablo sauce tom if you're here do you like lettuce on your taco And I know sometimes it sounds like some people would say, well, why are you making jokes with the paranormal? I believe everybody has a sense of humor, even on the other side. If you are here with us, Spirit, blow out our candle. My left? But yes. And like we said earlier, sometimes when paranormal or spirits are near, you will feel like I just got felt like my face is itching. We call that cobwebbing.
2: I just heard probably.
6: We brought wrong too. May. May. She's drinking the rum. When I spit out the rum, that is an offering to the spirits.
2: I celebrate you. Catch mine.
6: That's part of the party.
0: She's
2: taking a drink of the rum.
6: The rum is for you.
0: Okay. Would you hear? I,
6: I
2: do. You. Did you hear mm-hmm. I do. Now I'm going to switch to a different bank.
0: Okay.
6: You can still speak with us. We're, we're just switching a different station.
0: Thomas just asked the spirit how many tacos it can eat in one sitting.
6: You want to say what comes to your head, because usually spirits will speak to you that way through subconscious thinking, Hi, very similar to what a Ouija board would do, would be. And basically the echo box or any spirit box that you may use is with the same method as a Ouija board. It's just more uh, modern and more technical. We have a RIM pod, which basically a RIM pod um, picks up magnetic fields. That one? Yes, it's the one. It's kind of round and it has lights. So different um, frequencies that come around it, will it will pick up and make a sound. There are many of them that, that you can use that have a have broader frequency but has no sound. But this one I like because
2: I can leave it in a room and we can hear it. Often when we leave it in a room, as uh, Denise and I have been on investigations, it's really uh, fun because it will go off and we're with people in another room and it's just, you know, really beeping and and going uh, quite, you know, loud.
6: Next device that we're going to use, this is old. It's been out
2: for a while and it's called the p SB7 box. Denise is trying to get a channel and you'll hear the static but when a um, manifestation or voice comes through it will be quite pronounced.
6: Basically what this is this would be what's called a spirit box. The original box was called a Frank's box and then a few years after Frank's box came out the PSB7
2: box came out. One of the dolls just went off, and who knows why.
0: Suddenly, halfway through the ceremony, the large fountain right next to our table suddenly stopped working. The waters became still. The employees say this has never happened before. The air in the room also became very hot and stuffy. The motion sensor detecting dolls that the spirits sometimes speak through began to talk. But Denise said she thought it was only because of her cell phone light that she was using.
6: But we're leaving the opportunity for you to speak again. Anything you need to say or a message you need to get through, this is your time to do so. I'm picking up not a spirit of this restaurant, but something
2: just came through. Because it's pretty pronounced and the water fountain is off.
0: Yeah, it has. It's gotten really hot. I think
2: it's gotten hot in here and kind of stuffy. Is everything okay
6: on on the other side? Are you happy?
2: Is there an energy force passing through right now? Was that you that moved the doll? The doll just fell over. Can you say yes or no through our little machine here? Just yes or no. Did you knock the doll over? The water fountain's off, and it's stuffy in here. It's warm. The atmosphere has changed in here.
0: The dowsing rods over here are moving, they're shaking.
6: All right, spirits, we're going to turn on a different device, another spirit box that you can communicate through.
0: What what device is this?
6: This is the PSV-11 spirit
0: box. From what we've asked so far, we think it's a female spirit, correct? Or you said you heard the name Tom.
6: I think there's a female spirit present.
2: What causes uh, the lights to go on and off in this restaurant? And dishes to fall and break? Are you a disgruntled former employee? Are you someone who felt you were treated unfairly? We don't know, I don't, anyway, how long this building has been here and what the former occupants were, what they did, or what this building stood for. If it is because of some past episode, can you tell us that? Can you say yes for the past or no for something new?
6: Were you just trying to make your presence known? by disrupting in the restaurant and making the employees feel very uncomfortable. If you were you are you are succeeding in that. We recognize your presence. We're here. I know it's very difficult to manifest at times, but this is your time to manifest and to speak with us. Do you have anything to say?
2: There are a lot of people here. All of our minds are listening. So it is a collective energy that is here right now. A collective energy. So please use us and say something. Let us know why you are here in this particular place.
6: Um, If you run different devices like these different spirit boxes... Spirits will sometimes pick what they want to speak through, or you'll intuitively.
0: What are these two devices right here?
6: Uh, We got some EMF meters and a millimeter that are with the um, RIM pod. The RIM pod's a circular device that picks up frequencies. Right, yeah.
2: electromagnetic fields
0: most of the activity is in the kitchen right is it mostly in the kitchen
2: personally yes if if we were doing an investigation we would be investigating we would be walking around disturbing things and moving things with our energy ports but by sitting here we are inviting and encouraging um spirits or supernatural force, uh, to come here to us.
0: How long do you usually stay in a location? Are you there usually overnight?
6: For an investigation, you want to schedule out about three nights. Three nights? Right. Your first night is just kind of like what I call like a walkthrough where you just kind of pick up the energy of the, of the place. Just kind of get a feel of it. The next day you just, the, the spirits kind of start getting comfortable with you. And then you get comfortable with your environment, and then third day, you know, you just you pick up more information. It's just so hard. Sometimes you can, you can go in a location, and um, if you have good synchronicities, you know, of energy, you can get something, you know, your first night. But a lot of times, it's accumulative, you know, that you pick up. That's kind of like when employees are working, like say your employees are working at the restaurant and they get the crashes and everything. They're comfortable with their environment and the spirits are comfortable with them. So then you get more um, feedback that way.
0: As the investigation came to an end, Denise and Kathy wrap up the ceremony. Will we ever know who or what is haunting Dos Reales and Shawnee? Perhaps another longer, month-long, year-long, overnight investigation could turn up more evidence. Perhaps if an investigator could live here for a year, spend every waking hour eating tacos here and documenting the paranormal happenings here, we might get some better evidence. I will volunteer myself for this task.
6: So we're going to wrap up our session here. And we'd like to thank the spirits for communicating with us. And this has been pretty awesome. Like I said, this is like open mic night. And you would need more time, more days, you know, for the spirits to feel comfortable. We're going to close our session and tell the spirits thank you. Thank you for coming and communicating with us. Um, we hope you have peace. We just ask that the spirits of this location to not follow
2: any of us home. I would like to also thank uh, the hospitality of uh, David and his crew and the people that stood and listened to us and have been with us here this evening. Uh, This wonderful restaurant, we uh, wish it well. Uh, I uh, brought Our Lady of Guadalupe here and she will stay and be with this uh, wonderful restaurant for as long as she's needed, she won't go away. I'm going to leave the candle here with this uh, restaurant. And I hope that uh, at different times, if a prayer needs to be said, someone will light it and say that prayer. I don't pick up
6: any energy that's non-human here at this restaurant. This is, a, to me, a welcoming energy. There's, um, the energy here does not mean harm. It's just wanting to make its presence known every once in a while. And sometimes it's a little scary and unnerving when that does happen.
2: But just know that we are all connected with the spirit world. And it's kind of mischievous sometimes, I think. Uh, Maybe just playing around. Maybe someone uh, who's, like Denise has said, crossing through or coming through. But remember, the water is very powerful, and that it's shut off is very interesting to me. I think Denise and I will talk about that when we leave this establishment. Again, remember that um, life and energy never dies in, that, in a sense, so death is uh, always a matter of interpretation. Ener- you can never destroy energy. Energy
6: just shifts and changes and manifests. So when we do pass on, just do know that it it is not the end. We just continue. Never think that we just go to worm food and you're forgotten. It doesn't happen like that. I I do truly believe that we move on.
2: I do as well. Thank you. All right, so
0: we just ended the ceremony, the taco party that we had, trying to talk with the spirit, whatever entity is here. And so what was your final... This investigation, you you think it might be a female spirit? Is that what we came to the agreement of? And then you also felt some passing spirits, correct?
6: I, I definitely picked up a female's presence in this restaurant, but we also picked up uh, what I call a passer mm-hmm. that could be connected to one of the guests that were here at the restaurant. Okay. It's just simply letting them know, hey, I'm fine. I'm You know, save me a plate at Thanksgiving or Christmas. You know, don't forget about me. I'm always here, ha-ha. This is pretty funny what you got going on.
0: Have you ever had something like that happen where you were next to like a fountain and something shut off in the middle of an investigation or or, or anything like we had during that investigation? Well, this the, was
6: the first time with a water
2: fountain. I mean, this yeah. was
5: um, pretty interesting.
2: I think it's pretty spectacular. I think it's a it's a statement encounter, mainly because it was so attached to me. I had the the. Attach it when I first came in. You said
0: you had visions of it before you entered, correct? Yes, I had dreams
2: here of this restaurant before I even came here.
6: And my spirit guides will usually clue me in on a location before I go to it. Like, if it's, you know, like, hey, you're going into, you know, some non-human energy. Non-human energy can be anything from what people would say, demonic, fairy, even extraterrestrial. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's
2: non-human energy, right. you know, and usually my spirit guides will warn me before I walk into something like that. In my lucid dreaming, which I do quite often, and I've done that since I was a little little child, I was here. I have walked through this place. I saw the fountain. I was, was with the water. Uh, my dream told me to bring Our Lady of Guadalupe and to leave this offering to the management and to... The restaurant. It's very important that uh, she stays here.
0: My favorite part was when you did the drink of rum and spit the rum out. <laughs> Can you describe what that was? <laughs> I, it's just. It's they, an, was it an offering.
2: Yes, it's it is off, basically an offering. Okay. It's
6: very new. That Orleans. was great. I always come with bearing gifts, you know. I'm, I'm sad
0: that the that whatever is here did not lift the taco oh. up and take a bite.
2: Yeah, like one of the dolls trying <laughs> to.
0: How often is the candle blown out when you ask spirits to blow out the candle? Do you get that a lot? Do they blow it's, the candle out?
6: It's similar to the flashlight test. Yes. They what?
0: He would have left if that would have happened. <laughs> he would have run out.
6: It's extremely hard for um, spiritual energy to manifest, it really takes. Um, multiple people to do this and if we're tired in any way or if we feel sick in it or any way that's going to lower the energy and that's going to be harder for them to manifest they really need us to manifest that's why i always like spirit people to come to investigations because that raises the energy right in, in order for the spirits to manifest Yeah.
0: Well, thanks again, this was a, a great experience and I hope we can do this again sometime at another, maybe a haunted pizza place next time.
2: <laughs> oh, I know a few of those. Thank you, David, for having <laughs> no us. No problem, it was thanks our again. pleasure. Thank you. Thank
0: you for being here. We came here in search of the unknown. What did we learn? We learned that the spirits inside Osirah Shani don't seem to be evil, maybe just playful. Could it be the spirit of a man who died in the well? A former business associate? A customer who loved the tacos here or just a visiting spirit passing through from the nearby cemetery. It could be all of those. I think we all learned something tonight. Ghosts and tacos seem to be intertwined in a strange way. It's a comforting thought to know that even in the afterlife, after death, the hunger for tacos, Never goes away. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook at Taco The Town KC or on Twitter at Taco The Town KC. Please rate and review and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. If you'd like to recommend a non haunted taco place for us to review or give us a taco tip, please send us a message to our email at Taco The Town Topics at gmail.com. Thank you to Dos Reales for letting us investigate tonight. And thanks to engineer Matt Allen, executive producer Chris Garibaldi, and thanks to the band Sun Eaters, who wrote all the music you hear on Taco the Town. And until next time. Who said that? Records is a proud sponsor of Taco the Town. Staunchly independent and inexplicably eclectic, Lotus Pool has something for everyone. For the iconoclast, enjoy poster children's grand bargain. Engineered by Steve Albini, their first new album in 14 years, the indie rock stalwarts have returned with a blast of political prog punk. For the pseudo-escapists, there is the wickedly talented Heidi Lynn Gluke and her latest album, Pony Show, like an entrapping siren song. Beautifully crafted melodies invite you in and caress you and rock you like a velvet hurricane. And for those that secretly sneak into their car on their lunch hour and listen to 101 the Fox, there is Sun Eaters, authors of the amazing Taco the Town theme song. A band applying the Juggalo business model to their face-melting musical collection with a dash of smart-ass sincerity. Their new album, Unfathomable Darkness, is coming this Christmas. Remember, all Lotus Pool music can be streamed for free at lotuspool.com, a Lotus Pool tradition since 1999. Buy, stream, enjoy. Even when you feel no one else loves you, Lotus Pool Records loves you the most. Feel the love at lotuspool.com.
1: Do you believe in Bigfoot? Have you ever had a paranormal encounter? Have you ever seen anything that you could not explain? Hello, my name is Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And these are the questions we ask every week alongside our trusty producer, Riley Bray, on the Bigfoot Collectors Club podcast. Every week we interview a celebrity guest about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness featuring monsters, cryptids, and UFOs. Want to hear Craig Ferguson's take on the Loch Ness Monster? Or what crazy ex-girlfriend's Rachel Bloom thinks about a mysterious concrete castle built in Florida by a lovesick inventor? Like a haunted house or a forest at night, our conversations are always fun and unpredictable. So check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, keep your eyes on the skies.